Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. The Whiskey Mistress, and it's a show she knows Hi, this is Debbie Shoker on Believe in the Whiskey Mistress on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? It's time for the Whiskey News with Debbie Shoker. Well, here's a little bit of good news in this maelstrom that we live in at the moment. Uh, looks like in Florida, there's a company, the Dats Restaurant Group, D-A-T-Z. Now, it seems that uh, the owners have a really, really good relationship with their liquor distributors and through the years have been able to acquire some really nice, collectible, uh, some very rare bottles of whiskey and not just whiskey, rum and other things as well. But the good news comes in that there is a Florida, this is in Florida, a Florida veteran purchased a 25-year bottle of Van Winkle bourbon for $40,000. And he did so with the specific purpose of supporting the staff at his favorite restaurant. The Dats Restaurant Group had been asking $20,000 for the rare bottle, and their explicit purpose for selling it was to help pay their staff during these coronavirus difficulties. It seems the buyer, who asked to remain anonymous, he has been a faithful regular customer at the Dats restaurants for years. He's an avid whiskey lover and collector of whiskey, and he chose to pay the restaurant double what they were asking, specifically saying he wanted the money to go toward the staff. Now, not only will the restaurant company now be able to pay their staff, but also they will be able to hire back some other employees for the express purpose of making meals for first responders and hospital workers. Now, that bottle of uh, Van Winkle, it's a rare 25-year bottle. It was laid away to mature in 1989. Seems it was bottle number 413 of only 710 made from those 11 barrels laid away back in 1989. Uh, I've heard that's the oldest um, vintage, I guess we'll call it a vintage, that uh, Van Winkle has done. Seems over the years... The restaurant company had had offers actually to buy the bottle, which had been on display, but they they never really took any offers seriously, and they certainly never expected to put that very special bottle up for sale until the pandemic came along and changed things. And when they did, a very nice human being came along and changed things for their restaurant workers. So see... There's good things happening out there, and uh, some of those good things are actually connected to whiskey. I just wanted to share that with you. Hey, I've got a new segment. Check this out. Butter, bacon, chocolate, cheese, and whiskey. Butter, bacon, chocolate, cheese, and whiskey. 
Okay. So in my world, I'm kind of fond of saying that everything's better with butter, bacon, chocolate, cheese, and whiskey. I usually get a smile from people when I say that, and I'm actually truthing. I, I really think uh, most things are better with any one or multiples of those items. And here, I've got a trifecta for you. A bacon chocolate shot glass from which to drink, you guessed it, whiskey. So, have you ever had chocolate-covered bacon? If you haven't, you really must. Have you ever had bacon-infused whiskey? Again, if you haven't, you really should. And have you ever had whiskey and chocolate in one sitting? Because it's so sensual and very romantic. Any one of those three combinations is amazing. All three? That's a that's a trilogy of flavors that nobody should ignore. So here's what you do. Get yourself a nice sturdy shot glass. And I'd, uh, probably not one of those little bitty shot glasses, not like the souvenir sized ones, more like a, a small rocks glass because then you're gonna get some raw bacon. Get a whole bunch of strips of bacon, cut them in half, and you're gonna wrap them around the, uh, the shot glass uh, till you've got it covered and then you're going to wrap them from the bottom up and over. So you're gonna have basically two layers of bacon. Secure them with a toothpick. And then put the shot glass upside down. The shot glass is now covered with bacon. Put that shot glass upside down on a microwave safe plate and put it in the microwave for one minute at a time until the bacon is, you know, pretty well done and relatively crispy. And then, You've got yourself, once you remove the glass from the whole ensemble, you've got a shot glass made of bacon. But that's not going to hold whiskey. So this is what you do. Get yourself some chocolate, chocolate pieces, baker's chocolate, chocolate chips, whatever kind you like, and melt them. I'm sure you don't need instructions on how to do that. But you melt them and then get yourself a little, um, like a, a, a barbecue brush and dip it in the melted chocolate and paint the entire inside of that bacon shot glass with the melted chocolate. Let it set, put it in the fridge, let it set good and hard. Now what you have is a shot glass made of bacon, which will be watertight because you've painted the inside of it with chocolate. So then you fill it with whiskey. You're welcome. Yeah. And if you're, uh, if you're looking for, for more detailed instructions, I think I gave way too detailed instructions, but if you're looking for, for visuals on that, if you go onto YouTube and search uh, bacon, chocolate, whiskey, shot glass, you're going to find a half a dozen videos that show you exactly how to do that. I think it sounds like fun, and I think it's something that we should all do during these quarantine times. And if you've done that, I think I'd like to hear from you and see what you thought of the experience. Remember, you can send any questions or comments you have to believe in the whiskey mistress at gmail.com. That's believe, B L E A V, in the whiskey, whiskey with an E, mistress at gmail.com. I hope you're enjoying your day. Be safe and stay well. Butter bacon, 
chocolate, cheese, and whiskey. Hey, let's take a little break. Do a little business. Here's a word from our sponsor. And we're back. Uh, we're back here with some Q&A. I've got a couple of questions from some listeners I'd like to answer. And the first question we have is from Pamela in Minnesota. And she says here, she says, hello, whiskey mistress. Uh, my boyfriend enjoys whiskey a lot. I'm wondering what kind of foods I could pair with whiskey. And that's a wonderful question. I, that's actually not a very uncommon question. I mean, we're, we're always talking about pairing wines with foods, wine pairings. Why not whiskey pairings? And the thing you have to remember about whiskey is it has um, a tremendous depth of flavor and complexity. So if you're actually going to try to pair your your whiskey with a meal or with a, a course within a meal, you want to make sure that you choose foods to pair it with that are going to really stand up to that depth of flavor. So like if you're doing lunch, <laughs> I won't even go into pairing whiskey with breakfast. We'll just jump right into lunch. Um, if you're pairing whiskey with lunch, you want to think um, maybe dark breads like a pumpernickel or rye if you're going to pair it with a sandwich. For, for, for heavier meals, for more substantial meals, you want to think about smoked meats, barbecue, uh, anything that you do with bacon or pork belly is really, really good. I know a lot, some people don't eat pork, but any of the smoked meats really, really stand up to it. Um, and and your, uh, your more substantial vegetables like, like asparagus and potatoes, actually. Potatoes go very nicely. Most potatoes do. I would avoid anything with cheese, though. Uh, the cheese doesn't actually... Like if you're going to have potatoes, I would avoid anything cheesy on the potatoes because it sort of detracts. It's sort of the grease from the cheese kind of coats your 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 mouth parts and prevents you from getting the whole experience of the whiskey along with the, the food pairing. And of course, with dessert, you want to go with, oh, dare I say chocolate covered bacon, but really anything chocolate or cheesecake, a chocolate cheesecake would be wonderful. Some sort of melt-away cake. Chocolate pairs beautifully, beautifully with chocolate and also uh, surprisingly with uh, flan or creme brulee. It's very nice. They go together very nicely. That's a wonderful question, Pamela. Thank you very much. And uh, maybe I'll do a, an entire segment one of these days on whiskey and food pairings. I have a second question. This one is from Vincent in Ohio. And Vincent says that he's, he's concerned about the shelf life of whiskey. He says he's got some really nice bottles here. Um, he said some of them have not been opened, but some I open and like to share them only on special occasions with special friends and guests. How long will they last? opened on my shelf? That's a good question too. Well, Vincent, the, the, the truth of the matter is if you don't open it, it'll last indefinitely. And once you've broken that seal and opened it up, whiskeys are kind of like perfumes. I mean, they don't actually go bad, but over time, um, 
the oxygen, the air, you're, you're going to lose over time some of the nuances, especially if you have special whiskeys that you save to, to savor and not sort of an everyday thing. Whiskeys will, over time, lose some of those nuances, some of their complexity, some of, some of their beauty, really. I would give whiskey about maybe six months and then you might start to notice some changes in an empty, uh, not an empty bottle. <laughs> well, well, soon it'll be empty, right? Hope, hopefully after six months it's empty because after six months you'll start noticing some changes in an opened bottle of whiskey. So, you know, not, not that whiskey lasts six months in my house. I hope that if you're opening a special bottle, taking the time to open it, that you have enough friends come over frequently enough or have enough special people near you to share it. I mean, come on, there's only, uh, let's see, there's only about 16 servings in a bottle of whiskey. So make sure you make good use of that opened bottle within about six months. Yeah. Remember, if you have any questions for the Whiskey Mistress, please drop me a line. Send me an email at believeinthewhiskeymistress at gmail.com. That's believe, B-L-E-A-V, in the whiskey, whiskey with an E, mistress at gmail.com. That's Q&A today. That was fun. We should probably do that again. Hey, I hope this week finds you and all of yours very safe and very well and i know we're all finding things to occupy our time uh, during this time of quarantine lockdown whatever we'd like to call it this uh, pandemic season and this week i would like first of all uh, before i talk about anything else i would like to thank everybody everybody out there who is looking after others those who are looking after their neighbors, who are looking after relatives, who are looking after emergency responders, and anyone in your neighborhood, everybody who's looking after the kids who need to be fed, the everybody. There are just countless, countless people. I see it on the news every day. And I want to thank you for doing that because you're you're helping take care of all of us and our hearts all of us collectively I know I speak for all of you out there thank you for looking after those who need some help I appreciate that and believe me it does not go unnoticed and moving on from that um well I know several weeks ago about a month six weeks ago maybe I was talking about Japanese whiskey and I got started by talking about my cherry blossom tree and how excited I was that the first blossoms had come from my cherry blossom tree. And you know, every day I go out there and I look at it and I think, ooh, do I see any new little little buds waiting to bloom? And I have to report, I think I've actually finally seen the very last blossoms for the season open up on my cherry blossom tree. And now I'm hoping it'll actually make some cherries. Those um well, those cherry blossom trees, they actually do make fruit. It's not very palatable. It's not toxic. You can eat it, but it's not very good at all. It's extraordinarily tart, a little bit bitter. But um, I'm hoping it'll make some fruit because then I'll have some more seeds 
to try rooting and making some little cherry blossom saplings. Ah, that's more information than you wanted. I'll, I'll stop on that. Anyway, I think I've seen the very last blossoms on my cherry blossom tree. I just wanted to report that. And um, the other thing is I'll tell you a little bit about what I've been doing during quarantine. And I'm studying Italian. That's That may or may not be a secret. Um, I've been studying Italian for a couple of years now, about two and a half years, I suppose. And I do it on uh, Duolingo. They are, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful, um, it's a wonderful app. It's a wonderful website. And I really enjoy it because the, the, the learning process is such that you're, you're switching back and forth so quickly in your thinking between whatever language you're learning and English that you can't help but after a while start to think in Italian, well, in whatever language you're, you're studying. And I was really proud of myself the other day. I woke up and my first thought when I woke up was, gee, I'm hungry. But my thought wasn't, air quotes, gee, I'm hungry. My thought was, air quotes, I'm, gee, I'm hungry in Italian. I actually thought to myself, I'm hungry in Italian. And I know that seems like a small thing, but I was very excited about it and felt like I had, had made some huge progress in my Italian studies. Why am I learning Italian? Because I really want to go visit Italy one day and spend some some good solid time there like two or three months um, something beyond just a just a little vacation I'd like to to really experience it so I'm learning Italian that's one of the things I've been more focused on since I've been at home and um, I think I'm going to take up yoga I don't I don't know exactly why I think it'll be good for me and I'd like to get back some of that flexibility that I had as a youngster but also I was thinking, I was, I was watching some show, some silly show, and one character on it said to the other, I don't take shorthand. And I thought, ooh, shorthand. I always wondered about shorthand, so I'm thinking about looking into that, which is really silly because I won't have a real purpose for it. But it sounds interesting. So what are you doing? What are you learning? What are you focused on? Oh, I'm also learning to cook much better. I'm a much better cook than I was before all this began. Um, what are you learning? What are you doing? How are you investing your time? And let me tell you, the truth of the matter is, if you are so stressed by it all that you're not focusing on anything new, that's okay because we're all traumatized by this in some larger or smaller fashion. And however you're spending your time, that's okay. That's okay. And we're all going to come out of this and everything's going to be okay again. But in the meantime, if you are doing some things that you might not otherwise be doing, or if you have the time now to do things that you had been wanting to do, I'd like to hear about it. So send me an email, send me a message, send me a question to believe in the mistress at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Join me next week on Believe in the Whiskey Mistress right here on the Believe Podcast Network. The Whiskey Mistress, and it's a show. She knows about whiskey and stuff, you know. So don't miss this mistress's show. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.